0: everyone welcome to the boot that's right it's the boot we're recasting classic movie reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to do it
1: today we were talking about the one the only Ferris Bueller's day off the 1986 John Hughes classic starring Matthew Broderick Alan Ruck Mia Sarah Jennifer Gray and Jeffrey Jones Kenna, would you say Ferris
0: <laughs> yes 100% incredible one of the worst performances of my career and they
1: never doubted it for a second How could I possibly be expected to handle school on a day like this? This is my ninth sick day this semester. It's getting pretty tough coming up with new illnesses. If I go for 10, I'm probably going to have to barf up a lung. So I better make this one count. So I showed this movie to a friend of mine who was from England. And I think also his mom and his sister were in town and they watched it with us. And after the movie, I was like, hey, what'd you think? And he just went, I don't get it. I was like, what? And he was like, why would you skip school? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? And then I remember that he went to a very like posh boarding school. Mm -hmm. So there's no like scenario in his life where he would even be able to skip school because he lived at school. Right. And I was like, huh.
0: Why would you skip school?
1: I was like, whoa.
0: Did he never want to?
1: I guess he just didn't experience the, you know hellish landscape that is american public school it
0: didn't seem like a possibility
1: yeah i i I don't know it was the first time that i realized that ferris bueller is entirely an american movie
0: which is fascinating because i was watching it and going this movie is so weird and specific but also incredible that it doesn't matter how insane it is it just doesn't (laughs) like i think my favorite part of the movie is the fact that his illness becomes so legendary like when Jeannie is in the police station and Charlie Sheen is like, hey, I know somebody you should talk to. And she's like, <laughs> she knows. It's such a lovely, specific thing. It can only exist in the John Hughes world. And I'm obsessed with it.
1: I have often dreamed of a world where people would tell my older sibling like, oh, your brother is way cooler than you. <laughs> like, you she, should talk to your is brother. Is she older than him? Yeah. I think Are, so.
0: But that he's a senior.
1: I thought she – good point. I always thought that she was older. Isn't she older in real life? She's older in real life.
0: Yes, she is older in real life. Um, um. Also, they dated. Really? Yes, that's in the trivia. They dated and I think they broke up shortly after that car accident that they were both in where the other people in it died. Did you know about this? I did not. They were in a fatal car accident in which they came out fine. And there were, like, two or three other people in the other car that died. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, so they broke up. And, um...
1: All right, guys. Ken and I are going to talk about the hypothetical reboot of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And we're going to take these characters and reboot them as if this movie was going to be remade today in 2019. But before we do that, uh we got some reboot news. Ken, did you know that they're going to make a Sister Act 3?
0: Tell me more about it.
1: Uh Yeah, Disney's going to... Reboot or – re I don't know. They're going to make a sequel to Sister Act, Sister Act 2 for their Disney Plus uh, streaming service. The insecure co-executive producer Regina Hicks and star showrunner Karen Grist are to write the movie. Uh, there's no casting news. There's no production news. This is just like Disney is – they're getting all of their IP ducks in a row so that when they launch, people aren't going to be like, wow, Disney Plus sucks. It's all Marvel and Star Wars and the classic animated movies. Like, there's not – like, they need original content. Yeah. Do you like Sister Act?
0: This movie entirely hinges on who is in it. I just can't help but wonder if it's going to be, like, getting the band back together or – literally – or, like, new new people.
1: Who would you cast as the sister?
0: Oh, my gosh. Who would I cast –
1: A quick pick in my head, Maya Maya Rudolph.
0: Uh, Yeah. She can sing. She can sing and she's just – she would be a great presence in a movie like this. Yeah. I mean, Whoopi's trying to host the Oscars, so she's still out there. For real? Yeah. She Mm. like offered herself up and was like, I know I'm a problematic choice, but I'll do it.
1: (laughs) They should wheel out her, Billy Crystal and and – Martin Short and just be like, do it again, you three.
0: I was gonna say, why not just go back to some old reliables?
1: Do you remember when James Franco hosted the Oscars?
0: Uh yeah, with Anne Hathaway.
1: <laughs> oh god. They just picked <clears throat>
0: people that they were like, well, people seem to like these people, and it was terrible. Yeah.
1: Um so any other thoughts on Sister Act 3? I guess you're right. Like it depends it, on who It would really it be.
0: depends on who's in it. If Disney's streaming service is literally just like nostalgia-based. I don't know if it's going to survive for that long. Like, give us fresh, fun Disney, like Disney-esque content. That's not
1: Disney's game anymore. Disney taking a chance, I feel like, is something that is not what they want. They want the guaranteed intellectual property.
0: It's Um, it's a lot.
1: The thing also is, like, do you remember the plot of Sister Act 1? It's crazy. No. It's a mobster's wife who has to run away from her abusive husband because she knows too much and she holds up in a convent and she like pretends to be a nun and then like turns the church around, like it's an inner city church. And she like turns it around with like gospel music all while trying to hide out from the mob.
0: Look, Miss Van Cartier, we have agreed to conceal and protect you, which we will do to the best of our ability. However, it is essential that you understand that you are not in a sorority, but do you understand? I'm the victim here. Do you understand? I'm the good guy. I mean they just kind of threw me in here with you nuns. I mean I saw a guy get his face blown off. So why don't you just give me the key to my room? I'll lay low. You stay at my face, I'll stay at your face, and I will commune my little black ass in that room. Can you handle that? Uh, do, so what do where not- are we going
1: from here? <laughs> like what's the news story?
0: In all likelihood, like Sister Act 3 is going to be a fun, witty jaunt. And it will be completely removed from any original ideas. Yeah. I don't know.
1: What else do we have?
0: Um, Okay. So this sort of slid right past us uh, because it's already – well, I don't know if the whole production is finished. But Sylvester Stallone is finished shooting Rambo 5, which he's saying – the funny thing is he posted about it on Instagram and he said, well, that was it. That was my final shot on Rambo 5, Last Blood. At least that's what they're calling it thus far. And I'm curious because it sort of makes it seem like he doesn't like whatever's happening. But Last Blood is a g- good name for this movie, right? Yes. What's interesting is that there have been lots of pictures coming out sort of looking like Rambo has turned into a cowboy. <laughs> um
1: oh god here's what's really interesting so it
0: feels a little bit like they're trying to they're like they're trying to creed him out of maybe a series
1: maybe here's the weird thing creed the creed franchise is incredible did you see creed 2
0: i haven't yet it's
1: so good it's not as good as the first creed but it is right there it's close Mm -hmm. and i just feel like with rambo they're just like wheeling him out and just be like just be rambo like there's no real thought like do we, did you even see John Rambo the last? Did you see Rambo 4? Which is called, I think it was called John Rambo. I think
0: John it was Rambo. called Rambo. What did you do? We came here to help stop the killing. Who are you to oh, do?
1: Who are you?
0: Let him go. You would have raped her 50 times and cut your fucking heads off. Who are you?
1: Who are you? I think moviegoers will always want like a Cinderella story boxing movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And with the legacy of the Rocky franchise, there's so much to go on. With the Rambo movies, again, this is sort of like uh, I keep referencing this movie and then forgetting it. But um, the Charles Bronson movie that was remade by Bruce Willis,
0: not Death Wish,
1: Death Death Wish. Is it, is it, Death, is it Death Wish?
0: The the like Eli Roth movie that yes. came out this year. What was yeah. that called? Was that called Death
1: Wish? I think so. I just it's like I don't I don't really feel like I want to watch yeah. someone going around just like blasting people away.
0: It is a very – I think there was almost this, like, fetishization in the 80s of, like, one man takes on a whole army. Like, in the 80s and early 90s, like, that's all we wanted to see. We wanted to see our favorite action heroes get get way out of their depth and then murder a bunch of people. And today, I don't think it works the same way. I don't think we're living in a world where we're, like, one man is going to take on the world. We want to see teams of men, <laughs> but not teams of women. It's very specific. We have very specific tastes. Were they
1: going to make a movie called The Expendables?
0: I, is that not happening anymore? They were.
1: I forgot. I don't know. I don't know what Stallone's doing. <laughs> um, someone just—he's re- writing
0: it. He's writing The Expendables.
1: Okay. Um,
0: Last Blood.
1: Should we get into our recast? Yep. All right, guys. Let's get into our recast of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Hello,
0: Cameron, babe. What's happening?
1: Very little.
0: How do you feel?
1: Shredded. Where are you? I'm taking the day off. Now get dressed and come on over. You can't, stupid. I'm sick. <sighs> That's all in your head. Come on over. I feel like complete shit, Ferris. I can't go anywhere. I'm sorry to hear that. Now come on over here and pick me up. Shh. You're not dying. You just can't think of anything good to do. Ferris Bueller's Day Off was directed by John Hughes, the legend. This is our third John Hughes movie that we've done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It stars Matthew Broderick as Ferris Bueller, Alan Ruck as Cameron Frye, Mia Sarah as Sloane Peterson, Mr. Peterson. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Gray as Jeannie Bueller, and Jeffrey Jones as Principal Ed Rooney. Here's the thing about Ferris Bueller. Um, I like who I cast. You could take this movie in... So many different ways. Mm-hmm. And I ended up taking it in the very same way that they made it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping that you bring some fucking variety here. Oh,
0: oh gosh. I don't Pressure's know. on.
1: Pressure's on, <laughs> Um, This movie's so good.
0: The first 15 minutes are so entirely quotable. It's unbelievable. The yeah. lines in this movie. Yeah.
1: Are you a fan of the like internet um, theory that Cameron is fight clubbing? ferris bueller and that this is all just like part of cameron's like psychosis
0: no for cameron to like sort of exist on his own as a character is so like i i love the idea that someone is manic but still like clever and like the person ferris is needs a cameron like he couldn't be best friends with someone like himself yeah and so he has to be his own person i
1: mean i could maybe see the argument that cameron is actually the main character
0: that's true. He takes the large emotional turn. Right.
1: Ferris just gets away with everything. Yeah. So it's not like he's learning anything. He 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 is the agent of chaos in Cameron's life who like gets him to mm-hmm. rethink his relationship with his dad. Yeah. Um but we like Ferris cuz we want to be Ferris. Right. Um which is uh kind of problematic when you're recasting um because Matthew Broderick is such a charming guy in this role. Mm -hmm. Um, So should we talk about it? Who do we putting
0: up? Do you want to go first? I went first last time.
1: Yeah, I'll go first. Um, So I picked an actor who is – he's been in a lot of movies but I still feel like he's like up and coming. Mm -hmm. And I love this actor and I've been desperately trying to cast him and stuff last year and i got nervous that you were just going to cast him here so i was just like fuck it i'm going to cast him here i picked nick robinson no way from love simon
0: i did too yeah
1: <laughs> i was just like i think this kid is so uh i think he's going to be huge i saw him in what is it, kings of summer
0: yes oh kings and of i just summer remember him so being good. like
1: he kind of is uh he's sort of a darker version of Ferris in that like when cuz he leads the like expedition in the woods mm-hmm. but um i think this guy's going to be big and i was just like I cannot let Kenna cast him before me <laughs> like that was like one role like of the this this is a
0: I like that this is something that you do consistently you 're mad at me when i do yeah, well, <laughs> when I cast someone well, before yeah. you well because
1: it 's like you think that you're like th- you, that you pick someone like original and your casts are going to be like <laughs> these like really cool and like exciting <laughs> people, and then when you, you when, when you get to them before me i 'm like, ah crap, but um Yeah, well, I'm glad I did or else I would have been so pissed in this episode. (laughs) And for the rest of the year, I would have been like, how did she get him before me?
0: I fully slept on Love, Simon when it came out. And now it's on HBO Go. And so I watched it recently. Yeah. It is such a lovely rom-com, like high school rom-com. It really – because, I mean, I've seen this kid in other things – and I think this was the moment where I was like, oh, no, he can lead a movie. Yeah. Like this, this whole thing is about him and he can, he can lead a movie. I can also just see him being that sort of like – there's these little subtleties that Matthew Broderick brings to the part. Like one of my favorite things is uh, when he's like trying to say goodbye to his parents and they're like, now Listen, I'm showing some houses to that, that family from Vermont today, so I'll be in the area now. My office will know just where I am if you
1: need me, Okay.
0: Okay. I'll check on you too, pal. It's,
1: it's nice to know that I have such loving, caring parents. You're both very special people. <laughs> mm.
0: now you, you get better,
1: pumpkin. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I, I can see Nick Robinson like fully putting a spin on this that would be a lot of fun. That's so
1: funny that we picked the same guy. I mean, I guess it's not because we both agree that he's like really talented. Yeah. Um. The The thing, though, is like, Matthew Broderick is a little – I don't want to say he's hammy but there's like a quality to Ferris that he's like Mm -hmm. – in his delivery that's like – thats I don't think Nick would do. I think it would be like – I mean obviously like you switch actors that are going to be different from each other. But I don't think you're going to get that kind of like – a lot – what Matthew Broderick is great at is like when he breaks the fourth wall and he's really like tongue-in-cheek when he kind of does it. And I think Nick Robinson is – is probably maybe a little more straightforward, but I still think he would be great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyways, I don't know if any of that made sense or if I had a point in any of that, but.
0: The point is Matthew Broderick is a national treasure. <laughs> Ferris Bueller is a is such an iconic character. Ferris
1: Bueller is like a mascot. He's more a mascot than a, yeah. than like a character that you like, you know, want to see on adventures. Like I don't want to see Ferris Bueller's life after today.
0: No, absolutely not. Especially because we don't get any context for why all of the kids in school are, like, obsessed with him. Right. We have no context for that. Right. So it's so – it's just so lovely. Like, Christy Swanson in class when uh, when they're, like, taking attendance and she's like, oh, I heard he's, like – there's something so funny about, like, everybody being like, oh, yeah, you didn't hear? Ferris Bueller's dead. (laughs)
1: and I I love I mean this is such an 80s thing to do because now it all just be like text and like social media but like the word of mouth telephone game that goes on in the school about like and how his disease just like snowballs you're right like we don't have context about why Ferris is the coolest but we see it in the throughout the day because he Mm -hmm. always gets away with everything and his core is to just like subvert 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 at all costs because life is more than just You know, high school. Okay, Ferris, can we just let it go, please?
0: Ferris, please. Come on too far. You're going to get busted.
1: A, you can never go too far. B, if I'm going to get busted, it is not going to be by a guy like that. Is this the episode where we go five for five? I don't think so. Should we move on to Cameron (laughs) Fry, played by Alan Ruck? Yes. Um, This is our third movie with Alan Ruck in it.
0: And our second in a row. In a
1: row. But this is the first time we're recasting Alan Ruck.
0: Yes. We love Alan Ruck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch out Barry Pepper. Whoa. Whoa. I'm just kidding. Please That's listen to this podcast. Direct threat. <laughs> Please come on this podcast.
0: Seriously, how has he not heard about us yet?
1: Okay. Uh you're up.
0: Cameron, I think I had the most difficulty recasting him because yep. the like Ferris Bueller is a type, but like Alan Ruck is Cameron. Like I feel like I frequently reference like Cameron from Ferris Bueller as like a type of person.
1: Him being sick in bed is one of yeah. the funniest scenes. It's a gr- it's such a great way to introduce his character and he does it so well and it's so funny to see like Ferris juxtaposed with Cameron like even like the house is like this modernistic like museum. And he's just like – he's so dour and pessimistic. The
0: music is like <laughs>
1: – It's like an organ, right? It? Yes.
0: It's like old bells or like an <laughs> organ. And it's – you see why these two are so good together when he finally like pulls him out of his slumber and he's like using – uh like we, the movie is supposed to make us think that it's – um. Uh, It's Ferris who's calling, pretending to be Sloan's dad. And then he calls on the other line, which genius move from Ferris Bueller. And so watching Cameron do his like impression of Mr. Peterson is so funny and so like big considering like everything we've seen from him before that it's like, oh, right. This is why these guys are pals because on his own, Cameron is a mess. (laughs) But with Ferris like calling all the shots – Great.
1: Robbie! Uh, I changed my mind. I want you out in front of the school with her. I'd like to have a few words with you, by God.
0: On second thought, we don't have time to talk right now. We'll get together soon and we'll have lunch. So I picked I – th- I think this is a strong choice, but I'm not sure uh, everybody's going to know who he is. I picked RJ Seiler.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Um, who
1: – He was in Power Rangers. He was in Power Rangers. Krispy Kreme Donuts.
0: He and I, when I saw Power Rangers, because I did, mm-hmm. um, I remember being like, Yeah, this guy's like really kind of funny and quirky, like, there's something a little odd about him. Um, but he always, I've always found him interesting because I went back and rewatched me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Me, Earl, I don't know, yeah, crazy names. Um, And I'm like, yeah, he's sort of doing that same thing of like he is just the like odd high school kid that you can't quite put your finger on, but he's yeah. really enjoyable to watch. And so I could just uh, – I think the energy that he was giving um, felt very Cameron-like.
1: And any actor who plays a role where he dies and then is resurrected by his – four other Power Ranger friends and his first line is Jason we have to get to crispy cream donuts and delivers it with uh such truth and honesty i really you know you got to believe in that person you got to it's such a
0: shame it. that that movie is so terrible if it was if, hey, if it was great. slightly more self-aware it would be amazing Um, Because there are moments in that movie.
1: Speaking of me, Earl, and the Dying Girl, I picked (gasps) Thomas Mann.
0: Oh, that's a really good choice. I'm sad I didn't think of him.
1: What's weird is like, for all the reasons you picked, what was it, (laughs) C.J. Ryler,
0: R.J. Siler.
1: R.J. Siler.
0: (laughs) just mixed up all the letters. (laughs) You did. You literally took all the letters.
1: What's his name? (laughs) B.J. Byler. Who is he? (laughs) D.J. Smiler? (laughs) Um, yeah, I I just I sort of saw the same qualities in this kid, and I just I just thought like I think Nick Robinson has that like cool Ferrisness to him, mm-hmm. and Thomas again not to Tindercast, but he has a a a little more like softer kind of goofier face that you could see like he sort of plays like like Ferris is kind of the spoil to his Cameron, but I think he is also can be equally as like awkward and and. Manic at times too, Mm -hmm. which Cameron – when Cameron – when they bring the car back to Cameron's house, I didn't realize this until this recent watching. But like his turn from like, oh, the miles are too high. The miles aren't going down and he's like, you know what? It's fine. It's okay, And then he starts like bashing the car. Like that kind of arc, I was like, this is really quick. This is a really quick turn. But it's like if that's what the script calls for, I, like, I was just like, all right, well, you're going to need an actor who can kind of do that yeah. and make you feel that this guy's been dealing with a lot of shit from his dad who you never see,
0: no. which
1: I think is very effective. I put up with everything. My old man pushes me around. I never say anything. Well, he's not the problem. I'm the problem. I am not going to sit on my ass. As the events that affect me unfold to determine the course of my life, I'm going to take a stand. So that's why I went with uh, Tom- Tomas as opposed to. Um, I think that's a great choice. MJ MJ Byler.
0: <clears throat> he's a he's a good he's a great actor, and I think I can just maybe maybe it is a little bit of tender casting because I can just like see him in that part. But I'll admit I, it;
1: it's a little bit.
0: I would be very interested to watch his take of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I feel like we're blowing through these pretty quick.
0: I mean, is there anything else you want to say about Alan Ruck? Guys, can we just talk about Alan Ruck for like 25 minutes?
1: He's so funny in this movie. He's, He's great so good. in, in everything. I, I don't know. I
0: okay. uh, went to middle school with a guy who looked exactly like Alan Ruck. That must be tough. He was very camera. He was also just very sort of like goofy and Cameron-like. <laughs> and I was like, man. um, Sloan. Sloan Peterson, Peterson. played by
1: Mia Sarah, who is f- like so – strange because like she's so iconic in this movie but mm-hmm. like she i feel like she just
0: like she disappeared yeah it's fascinating because she is a- she's actually 18 in the movie she's the youngest person mm-hmm. and in the trivia it said that the reason the reason that john hughes really liked her was because he wanted somebody with a very sort of regal like of course he almost cast molly ringwald but he wanted someone with a very regal graceful quality mm-hmm. to them and He like assumed she was in her twenties, and so when she said she was only eighteen, he almost like fell out of his chair because she does exude a very like commanding, sure of herself. She played a princess
1: in Legend. Is it Legend with Tom Cruise? This
0: movie I feel like we mention all the time, but maybe we should do. We should do it.
1: It Tim Curry is in it. Love a Tim Curry.
0: Let's do a Tim Curry month. Ooh! Never mind. Last time I G.S. guys. <laughs>
1: Kevin Costner give, month was good.
0: Kevin Costner, some love.
1: Okay. Uh, it's funny that John Hugh. That's why John Hughes picked me as Sarah because I kind of was like, you know what? I think for today, uh, Sloane would have to be. I don't know. It, it's it was. I I just envisioned a different Sloan, someone who's maybe a little more on par with Ferris and Cameron. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Sloan is kind of in on the bit, like when um. They pick Sloan up outside the school, and Rooney's there trying to like give her advice, <laughs> and she's like,
0: "Mr. Rooney, Ed, you're a beautiful man. Thank you. I want to thank you for your warmth and compassion."
1: And then, like, she like runs down to to meet her quote unquote dad, and it's Ferris. <laughs> and it's just like she kisses him like hard in a way that no parent should ever kiss their child, but oh,
0: open mouth open kissing. Mouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she, even she kind of gets away with it. So I was trying to think of someone who could be a little more like a partner in crime
0: mm-hmm.
1: than sort of like the idealistic cheerleader girlfriend. It's like you want to be Ferris and you want to date the kind of girl that Sloane is. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, let's give Sloane a little more like of her own weight. OK. So I picked Kiersey Clemens from Heartbeats Loud.
0: Like her a lot. Oh, I watched that movie recently. Isn't it good? It. I feel like you played it up a lot because uh-huh. it's No Sing Street. Okay, it's no Sing Street, but I have been bopping to the soundtrack since I watched it. I really enjoyed um, the loveliness of it. Also, Toni Collette, national treasure of Australia, where she's from, but national treasure. Choice a lot. Thank you. I think she's very much because to me, I feel like the thing Sloan has to have, which is not common in high school girls, is she has to be so confident and so sure of herself. Yeah. Like you can just tell, like, she doesn't, she's probably a better student, which even though we get a chance to look at like Ferris's grades and he's doing fine. But you assume like she's involved that she is popular, that she's got all this stuff going for her, but she also has this weird side where she's dating kind of this insane kid. And I like that. I think she has a I think she has a quality to her that would be very commanding. Thank, Thank you. Who did you pick? Um, I picked Aisha D um for fans of the bold type, she plays Cat on the bold hmm. type. I also watched her in um She's in so far my favorite season of Channel Zero, uh, No End House. And um yeah, she is, I think she's an Australian actress. Um, but I like her a lot because on the bold type, she plays a character who is incredibly young, but she's like the head of her department. Mm-hmm. And so she does give off this sort of assuredness that's really great. Um, but she likes to have a little bit of fun. And I think I think a very key moment for me in the movie that helped me pick somebody is uh the part where she's sitting in class and the nurse comes in and asks for her and she smiles cuz she knows she
1: knows, it's, she knows yeah.
0: what's about to happen. So you can always tell sort of behind her eyes that like the look that she's giving the nurse when the nurse is like your grandmother is passed like it's all like she is she just gets it like even though ferris probably vaguely was only like yeah maybe i'll skip school tomorrow like she knows yeah. what's gonna happen it's- and she's just so on board hi cameron you comfortable hi sloan no <laughs> what are we gonna do the question isn't what are we going to do
1: the question is what aren't we going to do it's kind of incredible how like the three of them ditching school is sort of like a mini heist where it's like yeah, Ferris can't ditch school until he changes his grades. So he like hacks in and then he can't get Sloan out of school unless Cameron comes. So then he has to like get Cameron to be like sort of like the getaway driver and then they have to like put on this whole act to get Sloan dismissed. So it mm-hmm. so it all looks like completely on the up and up and it's I was like, man, that's like such a great – high school i don't know like subplot like like weird adventure before Mm -hmm. the bigger adventure when they like actually escape
0: it is it's very sort of like ocean z in the way that it's like here's how this has to go yeah um
1: um i don't know this actress so i'm just gonna say it's a great pick she's great 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 great
0: you can trust me (laughs) okay
1: Mm -hmm. genie should we move on to genie genie bueller played by jennifer gray of dirty dancing fame yep um i you know it's okay so admittedly i always 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 thought genie was older but you're right she has to be younger
0: and it's i think that's part of the reason that they have this rapport of like ferris is like i asked for a car and i didn't get a car and she got a car, um even though I did read in the trivia that they're like, Ferris may not have gotten a car, but he does have a full synthesizer, which at the time would have cost like eight thousand dollars.
1: He also has like a crazy computer that he knows how to like hack into the school system yeah. with like
0: well, assuming this takes place in the same world as war games <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that how makes it makes more right? sense.
1: <laughs> Um so I picked an actress who was older than my Ferris because mm-hmm. uh, again in my head I just always thought I think this is because I'm coming from a younger sibling standpoint that I want Ferris to be a younger sibling as opposed to like the it older is, si- sibling.
0: It is more traditional that the younger sibling gets away it's with away more. With, yeah. But I just don't it just doesn't make sense. It's not possible because he's for her, the one even. who's about to graduate.
1: Right. Well, it doesn't matter. I, I picked who I picked. <laughs> I picked Cersei Ronan
0: sir sharonan sir
1: Sharronan r. j. myler, <laughs> Sir Sharronan,
0: that's great. This is a departure for her a little bit, I think, sort of playing the um, I'm trying to figure out the right word for what she is because I don't want to be like bitchy sister because it's more just like she has a reason to be upset. She has a reason to be like, "I can't get away with any of this, and my brother is the most iconic person mm-hmm. at our school. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? Yeah, I think I think she could do it.
1: I just sort of saw it as like not so much stunt casting, but like Jennifer Grey in this role is she's only in this movie for maybe, what, 15 minutes? It's not a lot, you know? And so it's like, why not give it to an actress who you'd be like, oh, my God, like this person is in this movie. This is crazy. Like, And I I just love how Jeannie's story kind of arcs into this in this way where she hates Ferris because he's getting away with everything. She's sick of it, sick of it, sick of it. She then comes home to like bust him. And finds Rooney.
0: The one person that you want to hate more (laughs) than your brother. Yeah.
1: And she has this change at the police station when, like, no one is coming to help her.
0: Look, it's real nice that you hope my brother's feeling better, but I'm in danger, okay? I am very cute. I am very alone. And I'm very protective of my body. I do not
1: want it violated or killed, all right? I need help! Speaking of English! She, like, has this, like, weird moment with Charlie Sheen where it's like, you know what? Like, I don't have to hate my brother for getting away for stuff. I just need to start taking more risks mm-hmm. to try and get away with stuff. And by the end, she actually helps Ferris get away because she knows that like, I don't know, in my head it was like she she's gonna go do the sort of the same thing for herself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's no point in being enemies with Ferris.
0: I feel like this is actually something a lot of people can relate to because there is that thing of you are you are allowed to hate your sibling you're allowed to not like them you're allowed to bully them but if anybody else does it that's not how that works and so i can imagine being like i just want my parents to know that ferris is constantly scamming them but if it came down to it i wouldn't let him like get into trouble right i wouldn't let him get like expelled
1: or not graduate which seems like a wildly crazy punishment for someone who missed, what, 10 absences? I don't absences? know. I
0: feel like that's like a real truancy thing.
1: 10? I mean, that sounds crazy. Don't they like
0: take your parents to court if you miss a certain amount of school? I don't
1: know. I feel like – so how long is the school year? 10 months? Nine months? So you're saying more than one absence a month is like too many absences well, he to graduate?
0: Missed, didn't he miss nine days in like the past – it's just that semester.
1: Oh, it's that semester. Well, yeah. I mean, you know what's funny is uh, I would ditch school – uh, the, our, the way our school was set up was that once you turned 18, you could legally sign yourself in and out, um, but hmm. you didn't get an absence on if you were there for third period. So okay. you could skip first and second period whenever you wanted, as long as you signed in before third period had started. So my buddy and I would like skip first period all the time. We'd go to like Dunkin' Donuts and just like sit there for like an hour.
0: Very East Coast.
1: It's very East Coast. <laughs> very Massachusetts. But... Um, one day on the way back to school, the fucking Ferris Bueller thing happened, and my we passed my father. I unfortunately am not Ferris Bueller, so when I got to school, my father had called them to tell me I had skipped. No,
0: and they gave me
1: three detentions for like every period I had missed. Whoa! I got like ten detentions. My fa- my own father, ratted me out.
0: And this I mean, was like
1: this was like May. April or May of my senior year and I had to serve these like 10 detentions. I was like, this is insane. I'm already in college. Th- it, like wh- what are we worrying about here? <laughs> like it's over.
0: I never thought I would be this person. But high school's so dumb that <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like I think back to – it's not like I didn't learn anything. But there just comes a point in high school where I feel like they're just trying – I think they like – the idea is that you learn like discipline and structure, structure, but like it's one of those things where you want to be like, all of this is so useless and it's not going to matter. It, in, none of it matters. In Yeah. None of it matters. It's so, it's just so funny to me how like serious it feels. Oh Cause God. you're just like, who cares? Who cares? Who'd
1: cares? who you pick for Jeannie?
0: Um, I picked Haley Steinfeld, which I picked recently, but I really liked this for her. Yeah. Um, Because I think we tend to cast her as sort of the sweetheart. Yeah. And I wanted to see her lose it a little bit.
1: Sort of someone who like gets the short end of the stick in the family constantly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which I mean we see a little bit if you saw Edge of 17 um, to sort of feel like the like forgotten younger sibling. Yeah. Um, But instead of her being like weird (laughs) about it, she's angry.
1: Yeah. I like that pick. What did I just recently see? Oh, uh, Into the Spider-Verse.
0: She's the voice She's of Spider
1: that. Spider Gwen, Spider Spider Woman.
0: I think I'm gonna watch that movie. Dude,
1: it's so good. Not I not, just, not, I, not.
0: I honestly, I th- I keep hearing good things about it, but part of me is like, am I gonna get it?
1: Yes. Like trying to remove my like fanboy hat. I'll take my fanboy hat off for a second. It's actually it's such a well written movie for a movie that's really about like interdimensional travel. Mm-hmm. It's it's really heartwarming. Like it's a great origin movie. There are moments where you're just like, man, this is like really, this is like really impactful. But it's so funny too. It's so funny. Whoa. Jake Johnson fun? might be my favorite Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> I like I like him so much.
1: And then there's a couple of surprise voices in the movie that you'll be like, oh my god, oh my. I don't want to spoil it for you, but go watch it. It's fun. It's a great time. Yeah, uh, that's a good pick. That's a that's a good pick. Thank I, you. I don't know why I said it like that.
0: <laughs> I don't know either.
1: That's a good pick. Uh, I think I'm having, like, an aneurysm as I do this.
0: <laughs> I also really love that part in, not to just completely glaze over your aneurysm, but um, I really like the part in the music cue that happens in the police station when she says to Charlie Sheen, my name's Jeannie, but you can call me Shauna. Okay, Jeannie. <laughs> that's great. Um, the, the, like, quartet of voices in the back that's like, Shauna, it's like little like little like dollops of goodness like that that I'm like, man, John Hughes is a genius. He's a
1: really good director. Uh, Should we move on to Ed Rooney played by Jeffrey Jones? Yes. Um, Should we talk about Jeffrey Jones?
0: Um, Let's let's not get into the let's not mire ourselves down in this. Let's just say we don't approve of
1: anything he's ever done.
0: Have you heard this story, have you heard the story about the um, alien ride at Disney World? No. I will send you do a YouTube video about it because yeah. I watched a little series that was sort of like, here's how all these like uh, defunct rides ended up gone. And so yeah. one iteration that they created of the ride, they got rid of because Jeffrey Jones was an actor in this like video that they play mm-hmm. around it. And so very shortly after they like opened the ride, they were like, we have to get rid of this because all of the – information about him was coming out and they were like we have to separate ourselves
1: yeah guys just google what this monster did and uh <laughs> we'll leave it at that um but okay ed rooney is one of the funnier funnier villains maybe in so a, funny in a not just a john hughes film but i guess like a coming this isn't even a coming of age story i, I, I don't know just the idea of like the representation of authority
0: Mm-hmm.
1: we like trying to control the sort of like rebellion
0: yeah the sort of like arbitrary power that he yeah. holds yeah and
1: and like comparing him to like the breakfast club principal they're different in, in and just sl- but just slightly like the breakfast club principal is bitter that he's the principal right ed rooney loves being yeah this principal well, he, he's
0: like the dean of students right which what kind of high school is this i don't know
1: um so who's up
0: um, it, mm, I guess it's me because I, it,
1: I did Ferris. You did Cameron. I did Sloan. I think I did Sloan. I think we switched. What? Did we switch? We switched by accident. Oh, I don't know. Why don't you go mm, then? I don't know. I don't know.
0: What's happening. Um, I've already cast this person before, but his energy sits perfectly in this part. Uh, mostly because Rooney is so aggressive Um, But you can't take him seriously at all. Like I really love the part where – is her name Grace? The Edie McClurgs part? (laughs) Um, When they're talking and he's like, I'm going to show – Uh, I have to catch Ferris to show kids like him that like this, you can't go down this path. What is so dangerous about a character like Ferris Bueller is he gives good kids bad ideas. That is why I have got to catch him this time. To show these kids that the example he sets is a first class ticket
1: to nowhere. Oh, Ed, you sounded like Dirty Harry just then. Really?
0: And so I just couldn't – I couldn't cast anybody else in this part because he's perfect for it. I picked Michael Shannon.
1: Oh, that's funny. He's like really intense though. He would be like a black-eyed shark coming after Ferris.
0: But he – again, I've, he has a comedic quality to yeah. him that he never gets to show off.
1: I mean the sorority letter. I
0: can't say video. it enough. <laughs> the, Michael Shannon reading the sorority president's letter is the funniest thing on the internet.
1: But I think it's funny because he's so intense in it, though. He's so angry in it.
0: It's just so good because they'll, like, switch angles and he'll be like, listen, I don't want to. And I'm like, it's so, it's yeah. so spot on. He,
1: uh, he's incredible. I think it would be a really interesting choice if he was Ed Rooney. I just see him as being this more, like, a little more, like, hunter killer than, like,
0: um, oh, you mean Hunter Killer, that movie now in,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. in theaters starring starring Sir – to <laughs> butler Sir uh, – what's uh, his
0: name? Ben, wait.
1: Greg no, – no, what's his name? Olsen. What's his name? No. No. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? God, I am having an aneurysm. Um, <laughs> Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. <sighs> Gary
0: Oldman is in this movie. Um, <sighs>
1: Greg Olson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just – I think is a physical presence, he's so intimidating – that I would just love to see Ferris like knock him down several times yeah. and it it's, it's the uh, discrepancy in who they are that we would get would be really funny. I think that's funny.
1: I went in a completely different direction. I picked a comedic actor – because I like the the parts of Rooney where he takes himself so seriously, but we, you know that like kids don't respect him. Like he he yeah. wears this like powder blue polyester cheap suit. Well,
0: when he gets on the bus at the end and he sits down and the someone is like carved into the bus seat, Rooney eats it. Like <laughs> it's such a great moment.
1: I picked Thomas Lennon.
0: That is a very different choice. It's a much different <laughs> I choice. Think.
1: Um, it's definitely like more comedic. Yeah. Um, but I was going through Thomas, Thomas Lennon from Reno 911 and 17 again, which is, I don't know why I put that in, but like 17
0: was, again is a quality is a like movie. high school. Movie. Yeah.
1: Um, I was going through his IMDB and I was like, Oh yeah, he is in the dark Knight rises. Oh, and he, he plays the doctor right? who get, tells Christian Bale that like he has like seven broken bones.
0: Yes. His now like, I'm brain is mush. The trailer where they played tried to play that comedically and were just like, This is don't try. No,
1: Christopher Nolan does not do comedy, but for Thomas Lennon, I just sort of saw him as like the kind of guy who would take his authority and wield it overbearingly, mm-hmm. and even then, people would just be like, Nobody likes this guy, no one respects this guy, and that also the 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 whole physical comedy of him like sneaking around Ferris's house getting hit with the hose, falling in the mud, getting chased by the dog, losing his keys and the car. like I think all of that is just as important as sort of his mm-hmm. like the moment where he like tries to find Ferris at the arcade. Right. And he thinks this girl is Ferris and like she spits What's soda. What's the
0: score? <laughs> nothing. Nothing nothing. Who's winning? The, the bears. bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a good moment.
1: Yeah. Um anything else about
0: Rooney? Rooney? Pardon my French. But but you're you're an an asshole. asshole. (laughs) Um, The comedy between, I especially love. Just special shout out to Edie McClurk, who is so funny.
1: Yeah.
0: Like when he hands her the phone and she's like, oh. oh,
1: oh. Rooney.
0: Calm down. Uh, oh, just a moment. apparently, I read this in the trivia. She ad-libbed that, like she was just supposed to fumble the phone, and in the moment, she was like, Ooh.
1: "It's it's a classic fucking moment. It's that was brilliant." Uh, All right, should we get to where does Barry Pepper go? Let's do it. Where does Barry Pepper go?
0: I was Because there are not many places really where Barry Pepper fits into this movie. And yeah. I think I, in my head, had two options. And I, I don't know. I It made me feel bad because I was like, man, B-Pep's just maybe doesn't belong in this movie. Where'd you put him? I made him the English teacher who doesn't require as much, like, like let's just face it. Ben Stein would reprise his role as yeah. the economics teacher. In nineteen thirty, the Republican controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the anyone? Anyone? The Great Depression passed the anyone? Anyone? A tariff bill, the Hawley Smoot Tariff Act, which anyone raised or lowered raised tariffs. In an effort to collect more revenue for the federal government. Did it work? Anyone? Anyone know the effects? It did not work and the United States sank deeper into the Great Depression. But um, yeah, like the later when we go uh, – when we see – because it's when they pick up Sloan. She's in English mm-hmm. and we sort of get this like monotonous, annoying – Plane teacher who's teaching English. Nah, could see yeah
1: Good CB doing that. I uh, put Barry Pepper in one of our movies. In another um, John Hughes movie played by the same actor. I just replaced the same actor from Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. I made him Ferris' dad.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> it was just like, you know what? Okay. Sorry, buddy. I don't know your name, but you're now you're- – What is
0: his uh, Let's – let's give this man – some credit lyman ward
1: lyman ward
0: plays tom bueller so
1: police soldiers and any character played by lyman ward come on let's let's get he's not snooty
0: enough to be the um the french restaurant yeah
1: yeah yeah like that that was like a bit that's perfect for like a bit part for some like young comedian or something like that. So yeah, Barry Pepper playing like the dad who is overly concerned about his son, I think would be,
0: I, it's, I love, I, now I'm thinking about how something that sticks in my head when, um, I hear something that I don't believe is the way that that guy says, you're Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago. He's like, (laughs) that's me.
1: (laughs) um, All right, you're going to hate me for this, but I have an honorable mention.
0: Stop. Why did you do it?
1: Because I couldn't not recast Charlie Sheen.
0: <laughs> did you cast Charlie Charlie Sheen today? Is no. Creepy Charlie Sheen. I don't know why I picked this person. Lay it person. on me.
1: I picked Kristen Stewart.
0: I mean, it sort of fits. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Charlie Sheen, because he knew he was supposed to play this sort of like strung out, druggy, stayed up for two days straight before wow. filming this scene. Came in for a day, did it.
1: Then went straight to bed or went straight to – I think he
0: was like on another project, so.
1: <laughs> he went back to doing actual cocaine in his trailer. Yep. <laughs> um, here's my only like thing about this movie that kind of bugged me. Does Ferris' dad not recognize Sloane?
0: That is that is something I ask myself often. Have they never met her?
1: Yeah. Because when there's like the car moment where she – like they Ferris and Cameron ducked down – Sloan is the only one there and all she's wearing is sunglasses and his dad's just like, "Oh, pretty girl." Oh, like <laughs> and you're just kind of like, "Wait, has uh, Ferris not introduced his girlfriend to his parents?
0: I don't think so. But he intends on marrying her." Yeah. Um I I feel like we also have to talk about the valets because oh yeah. The guy who plays the valet who takes their car. What's what's going on with him? His voice when he's like You guys have uh, nothing to worry about. Uh, He has like a really
1: soft voice, but like like, um, he looks like an ex-con. I loved how the Star Wars theme played when the car crashes down in the street. I know.
0: I was like, what year was this? How did they get this? I don't know. Eh, Rights. Options weren't yeah. a thing.
1: Yeah. You could not get that song to play now.
0: No. Oh, my gosh. Disney would murder you. Yeah. They would send someone to your house to kill you.
1: Um, this is the other thing I wrote down. Sloane weirdly has one of my favorite lines, if not my favorite line in this movie, which was – it's like when Cameron is like tripping out by the pool and he's like catatonic basically. Mm-hmm. She just looks at him and she's like, like we all get depressed. And then she goes, sooner or later, everybody goes to the zoo. <laughs> it's
0: like – what does that mean but
1: i love it i'm gonna say i gotta use that somehow
0: there's so many great lines i especially love and i feel like i this is one of those movie lines that i think about frequently and i'm like don't say this people will think you're crazy but when she's sitting in the taxi and ferris is like what's he doing and she's like he's looking the glass and making obscene hand obscene gestures with his hands and they're like what <laughs> he's just sitting there yeah.
1: um would you remake this movie
0: it, this one's too iconic.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't touch this one.
0: The ma- Well, I feel this sort of feel the same way about all John Hughes movies.
1: I feel like you should make as many spiritual sequels to this, like with different yeah. kids. Yeah. I just wouldn't call it Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You know, I wouldn't have anything to do with Ferris Bueller. But I think the spirit of what this movie tries to do is important. And so, like, yeah, if you want to make a kids escaping school kind of caper – I'm in, but to remake this, uh, which no. let's
0: do that. Let's get back into making like high school comedies. I feel like we don't they're not made in the same like vein, yeah, as John Hughes
1: like was blockers a high school comedy? It's mm-hmm. more about the parents, but like the I mean, kids the are just as funny yeah. like it's more about the parents, but the kids are equally as funny, but we don't really focus on their lives too much. But anyways, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I wouldn't touch this movie. I think it is how it is. Don't it, touch it. It just lives in its own little time capsule. Uh okay guys, thanks for joining us on this episode of The Boots. If you liked what you heard, and I know you did. Please subscribe, please rate, please tell your friends kenna where can you find us
0: you can find this podcast on apple podcast stitcher podbean or wherever you get your podcasts you can find us on social media together as one at the Google podcast on twitter and at the Podcast on instagram so you can find us separately because i don't know we're in a parade
1: because i'm dying <laughs> at
0: flimby and at kenna Trent, whatever we just said
1: all right guys we'll see you next time